Backside. One, two, three. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Prison Officer Podcast. I'm glad you joined us again for an, another episode in the Basics series where we talk about some of the tradecraft that correctional officers need when they work inside our prisons and jails. And whether that's a rookie or whether it's a, a veteran who needs to have a refresher on how we do things, either way, this podcast is for you. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about uh, let's call them tray slots. There's a lot of names out there. You can call them tray slots. You can call them uh, food slots. You can call them bean holes, food trap. Used to call them chug holes so or chow holes. So there's a lot of names, but what we're talking about is the flap on the front of the door uh, of the cell door that allows you to interact with the inmate in several ways, not just food. Uh, this is the place where... A lot of our use of forces happen or start. Uh, it's a place, and it's one of the most dangerous places for staff as they work their shift in a locked or segregation unit. But this is where we will pass trays in and out, three meals a day. It's also where we go to to cuff inmates um, when we're going to take them out of a secure area so that we can put handcuffs on them ahead of time. Since this is such a dangerous area. I want to talk about that just a little bit. A couple of things I want to discuss specifically is I want to help you identify what the strike area is. And the strike area for a tray slot varies, but we consider it to be arm's length of the inmate in that cell. So you should never be within arm's length of that tray slot while the inmate is near the door. When I approach a door, and I'm getting ready to use the tray slot. I always look in the window before I open that tray slot. I want to see where the inmate's at. I want to see if he has anything in that cell prepared to hurt me. Uh, if he looks aggressive uh, or if he's calmly waiting to step up and take his tray uh, or to step back and cuff up. The first thing we're going to do is look in the cell. Look through the window uh, before we open that tray slot. Once we've determined that it's safe to open that tray slot, that the inmate's not waiting there to hurt us, then we can go ahead and turn that key and drop that flap. At that point, if you're feeding trays, um, you can lay the tray on the flap and have the inmate step up and take that tray from you. But when you do that, you should lay the tray there and step back, okay? Because this is a time where he may throw that tray. They do have weapons. I've seen where they've made spears out of a sharp piece of metal and they'll take newspaper, roll it up very tight and they can get a spear that can reach out there uh, several feet outside that tray slot. So we never turn our back on that tray slot. Whenever we step up, we drop that tray slot. I'm going to lay the food tray there and then facing the cell, I'm going to step back. I always want to be facing that cell. I always want to be paying attention to everything that's going on around that tray slot. Once the inmate has taken their tray, if they don't do it automatically, I'm going to tell them to step back away from the door. And after I see through the window that they've stepped back, now I'm going to step forward and I'm going to secure that tray slot. Now, many years ago, and I hope there's no place still doing this, but many years ago, we used to go in the seg range. We'd walk down through there and we'd open up all the tray slots on one side. And then you'd roll the cart along 
and you'd put a tray on each slot door and then you'd walk back down and, and close all the tray slots. That's a horrible way to run your seg unit. I know we used to do it and it was a habit. It was a pattern. It was a culture, but if you are doing that, it's time to put a stop to that. And that's because so many things happen at that tray slot. One, it's causing you to go past tray slots with your back to them. So you can't see what's going on behind you. More things than just them getting their food tray are happening as you walk past that cell. It also gives them an ability to pass contraband from cell to cell. Uh, it gives them the ability to throw stuff at you. If you've never been hit with a bar of soap slung from a tray slot, uh, it hurts. I will tell you absolutely that it hurts. I've had that happen. We don't want to drop those tray slots and walk away from them. It takes a little bit more time, but the only safe way to do that is to go cell to cell and do it in a manner in which we are not ever turning our back on that tray slot. Now, a couple of things that happen, maybe not while we're feeding, but while we're utilizing the tray slot to cuff people. Uh, one thing that can often happen, you're going to have the inmate back up to the cell, stick their hands through the slot. Um, I like to get a hold of one of the hands so that uh, I can feel if they're going to move or jerk away from me. But at that moment, right then, when you're close to that inmate, you're getting ready to cuff them, is a time where a couple of things could happen. And one of those is that the inmate could grab you. This is a dangerous situation, not only because you're going to get just scraped up around the tray slot, which I've seen happen, but if they can get your arm or a part of your body inside that cell, I have seen where they will take a weapon, take take things that are inside that cell, and seriously hurt a staff member or break an arm. Uh, so we don't want to ever give them the opportunity to do that. Keep your eyes on the inmate through the cell door the whole time when you're stepping up there to cuff. If an inmate does get a hold of you, uh, the best thing you can do is an immediate and decisive action, which is to jerk backwards and put your weight away from that cell door and pull your arm out of their grasp, okay? You may fall to the floor. That's fine. They're still in the cell. We're not going to fight that inmate for control. We're going to do an immediate quick action. We're going to back away from there, and we're going to jerk our hand out of their grasp. Now, here's where some people mess up. They're mad. They're upset. Uh, inmates just attacked them. So what do they do? They're going to go back towards the door, and they're going to try to get back or get revenge, going to try to spray OC, going to try to hit the inmate's arm if they're still outside the uh, tray slot with a baton. And these are all things that you don't have to do at that moment. That inmate is secure. So what can you do? You can walk away from that situation. Walk away from it and go report to your supervisor. Now, we have the ability to have a calculated or a planned use of force. The supervisor can bring a team back downrange. He can bring less lethal or non-lethal munitions back downrange. And we can go put a use of force team together and handle this inmate in a manner that's safe for everyone. But you going back to that cell door right after something like that happens is not only dangerous, uh, it, it causes a lot of liability for you also if things don't go right. Now, another thing that might happen, a lot of staff carry keys on their uh, key hook or a key clip that's on the belt. An inmate could grab your keys if you're not paying attention as you go by that tray slot. 
And if they grab those keys and take them inside the cell, what should you do? So we've got a tray slot that's open. We've got an inmate with keys. And if it's a door that can be keyed, this is a very dangerous situation. At that moment, you should get the distance from the tray slot and radio your control center, your supervisor, and let them know that you have an emergency in the housing unit. Because an inmate with keys inside a cell, if that is a lock-controlled cell, is an emergency. Because if he gets through there, he could possibly, he could potentially get that door open, and now we've got a violent inmate out on the walk with the ability to possibly open up other cells. So this is an emergency situation. The other thing that happens sometimes is as you're cuffing an inmate, you'll get one cuff on, and they'll pull away. And they'll pull away into the cell, and now they're in the cell with a cuff on one arm. So what do you do in that situation? Well, once again, staff, this goes to ego, and it goes to uh, the immediate feelings of the situation. Those are our, That's our equipment. They just took my cuffs. And staff tend to want to get up and, and deal with that at the door, at the tray slot at that moment. An inmate having a set of cuffs inside the cell is not a problem. Even if he's got it on one arm, which as a lieutenant, as a, as a team leader for a use of force team, I'm going to consider that a weapon, which is going to take my calculated use of force to a different level that this inmate has this weapon inside the cell now that he could swing and possibly hit one of my team members with. But having cuffs on, even if it's both hands inside the cell or a single hand, is not an immediate use of force. This is a situation for a calculated use of force. If you are able, go ahead and get that tray slot shut. And I didn't mention that a while ago, but with any situation, if they grab your keys, if they grab you and you pull away, if they've pulled away with a set of cuffs on, your first reaction should be to see if you can go up there and safely shut that tray slot. Now, the problem we have with a lot of tray slots is that the snap locks have been taken off of them. So a lot of tray slots have to be keyed now. It's not as quick. Used to, you could just hit it or kick it, and that tray slot would shut, and it would go ahead and lock. So it's not as safe to get up there with a key, put that key in the lock, and get that tray slot shut. But in these situations, if you can, get that tray slot shut so that the inmate doesn't have access to the walk. Just remember... And I've seen this multiple times. When an inmate gets your cuffs and pulls them into a cell, this is not an immediate use of force. This doesn't give you a lead way to go ahead and start spraying OC or open that door to get those back. Uh, This is a calculated use of force. Go ahead and notify your supervisor. Let's get a team put together. Let's get some less lethal, non-lethal munitions. And let's go take care of this problem uh, in a way that lowers the liability for all the people involved and is safer for you and the inmate. I want to talk about two more things here that I've seen in conjunction with tray slots and food slots. One is where an inmate covers the window. Uh, They'll take pieces of paper, magazine, toilet paper, they'll wet them, and they'll cover the window to where you can't see in the cell. Well, one of the things that staff often want to do is to drop that tray slot so that they can see what's going on in the cell. 
and that may be your option. Um, I know some places now have little cameras that you could put through a, a vent or under the door and you might be able to get a visual of what's going on there. But if you can't, if, if you don't have that equipment there, then go get a riot shield and have this should be a two-person operation. Get someone up there with a riot shield to cover that tray slot to protect you. And then you can drop that tray slot and take a look in there. But don't do it without a shield covering the uh, the tray slot. You know, this is going to protect you from bodily fluids and weapons or, or maybe just an inmate reaching out and trying to hit you. Uh, but that riot shield is going to give you the ability to do that safer if you do have to look into that tray slot. Now, one of my pet peeves, and I've seen this for years, I, I worked at a medical center for a while, which tended to have uh, a lot of psychologists and social workers, and they tend to want to have more face-to-face conversations with inmates. And I have seen them on several cases, and I've seen custody staff too, where they'll want to talk to an inmate through the tray slot. And this is an absolute no-no. If if this is your segregation unit, if this is your locked area, and you see people doing that, number one, you either need to take the key away from them or don't open that tray slot for them. If someone wants to talk to an inmate, they have to talk through the door with the tray slot shut. Getting down in front of that tray slot, I've seen a couple of serious injuries over the years, uh, several black eyes, and some body fluids that staff have gotten on them because the inmates threw it through that tray slot. So never let your staff get down in front of that tray slot and never let them talk to inmates in that manner. It puts them in an extremely poor position to defend themselves. So anyway, that's my thoughts about tray slots, chug holes, food slots, whatever you want to call them, bean holes. And the final thing I want to talk about is never stick your hand in a tray slot. One of my nightmare scenarios has always been, and I haven't had this happen, but I have seen where it's happened in other places. Inmates will take bed sheets and stuff like that. They'll make a rope, and then they'll loop that rope on the inside around their tray slot, kind of like a, a little noose like you would to catch a rabbit in the woods. And the inmate waits until a staff reaches through or reaches in or, or tries to lay something inside that tray slot. And when they do it, he pulls on the string, which nooses it around, around the person's wrist. Well, now we have a real problem. The person, unless they are just a lot stronger than the inmate, they can't get their hand back out of the tray slot. And like I mentioned earlier, a lot of damage can be done to a person, uh, even if it is just the arm. They can break that arm, they can cut it, they can uh, hit it with stuff, and can cause some serious damage. So I guess the final thing is don't ever stick your hand in that tray slot. Just to recap, um, just remember situational awareness, you know, this is paramount. And staff safety is the priority around these tray slots. Don't be in a hurry. When we get in a hurry, that's when people get hurt. Remember that tray slot is a dangerous part of your locked unit. Always use that door to look inside uh, before you handle, before you put the key in the tray slot. Never put yourself right up against that open tray slot while you're feeding or while you're cuffing. If an inmate does get a hold of you, immediate and decisive action 
is the key to not being pulled into that trace lot. Uh, the moment you know that they've put a hand on you or that they're trying to get a hold of you, quickly and, and violently pull away from that, rotate away from the, uh, if they've got a hold of your hand, rotate it towards the web, towards the thumb of the inmate's hand and pull away from that tray slot. If an inmate gets the cuffs from you and he's wearing the cuffs and he's pulled away, that's not an immediate use of force. That's a calculated use of force. If an inmate gets the keys away from your belt, um, if you can get the tray slot shut, this probably isn't an immediate use of force. If you can't get the tray slot shut, then it is a, it's an emergency. And finally, don't ever talk to inmates through the tray slot. This is bad habit. It's dangerous. It puts you in a poor position to defend yourself. Well, that covers food slots uh, for the basics. I hope you learned something from this, and uh, I'll see you on the next episode. Excellent. Have a great day. One, two, three. One, One two, three. Go! One, two, three.